The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe, eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. All right, Sleeping Beauty, wake up. Now we can start the celebration. Podcast One brings you the Tony Bruno Show. The podcast. Easy to work and you broadcast from room to room. Starring Tony Bruno with Miss Robin. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. Now, here he is. The godfather of sports radio slash podcast. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. You come here and race it together. Here's Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Ah, yes, indeed, kids. This show should be from Los Angeles because we're always fashionably late. Yes. We start when we are ready to start, not when we're supposed to start. Damn right. Because that's who we are. And we are. We will not be doing any Back to the Future nonsense on this podcast tonight. I am sick and tired. I have had it (laughs) with this Back to the Future on this bleeping, bleeping show. It's over. The Cubs aren't winning the World Series. Right. So take your stinking hoverboards, go to an airport somewhere, and get lost. Yes. Tony Bruno here, Miss Robbins here, Joe Corrado here, who's very, very anti-Back to the Future. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Luigi Curdo's here. Luigi, you pro or anti-Back to the Future Part 2? Uh, I'm, I'm pro Back to the Future Part Part 2, but I'm anti-shoving this crap down my throat for the past All 24 day. hours. Exactly. No, look, it's not shoving. It's like it is the day. It is the day in the movie, and the fact that they have stuff that's going on in real life that they predicted. Well, they I- predict they were wrong about the Cubs. That was the only thing that everybody's been talking about. The Cubs win the World <laughs> Series. 
And they're going to get swept by the Mets. Right. So, Inaccurate. No, no, no. no. They're a, going, but there's still a very infinitesimal chance. No, there's not. Chance. There's zero shot. I thank, and listen, no, I picked done. the Cubs. I said, go Cubs, yeah. go, because I can't root for the Mets. No. I'm a Philly guy. If the Mets win, God bless them. They're playing better. Right. Pit, they deserve to win. Right. So it's not that I like sit up at night and, and, and get voodoo dolls and root against the Mets. <laughs> the Mets win, God bless them. Did you I don't pull, care. Did you pull Tahada's leg off your voodoo? Yes, I did. I ripped it off. Right. Once Call, once uh, Chase Utley that nailed it, it. Yeah. I ripped the rest of it off. Because <laughs> I don't want the guy to suffer. You know right, what I mean? exactly. You make it quick. I watch The Walking Dead. You right. take him out of his misery make in a hurry. Quick, quick pain. <laughs> like ripping off a Band-Aid. But I don't even remember watching Back to the Future, part one or part two. I don't remember two. I, 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 I may have watch. watched it, but I don't remember it. Really? There's nothing memorable no. in that movie. There's nothing memorable. What's memorable about that movie? Every damn thing. All right, that's enough. We've already, already talked about Yeah, exactly. Too much you went over your limit. Something that I said I wasn't going to talk about. Exactly. Well, listen, it, it, nobody can complain, Tony. We gave it its due. Okay, All right? now, we so talked about it last I week. I can't though. play the sound clip that the doc. Doc Brown recorded just recently, just for today. Not Don Brown. Not Doc, Doc Brown. Brown. He right. recorded on... something at the Camden exactly. River Sharks, but they, they folded today. Exactly. Okay, so is... we don't even have a team for him to go play across the river in Camden, okay, New this Jersey. This is actually kind of prophetic, profound. I think it's a beautiful I don't thing. know him as Doc Brown. Okay. You know I know him as <laughs> yeah, from the guy Jim Ignatowski. Jim Ignatowski. From Taxi. Exactly. Okay, so this is from... <laughs> Wait, what's burning? We have bread toast going no, the no, oven no, or Rob, something? Robin left the oven on low, and I turned it off. Thank you. It smells like the Melrose in here. It smells like... Smells good, doesn't Can it? I get like number seven scrambled? Toast, man. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody toasting in here, somebody firing one up. I forgot I forgot the bread. I pulled I pulled a mom. A, I pulled my mother's trick. Like she, a, she, she, they, there is no bread that she has not burned. So you put bread in the oven and left and I it in there? About it. Oh, I hate uh, to do it this early into the podcast. Right. Yeah. It's like, so it smells good, though. It doesn't it does smell, smell like completely burnt. No, because it was on low. I just wanted yeah. to warm it up a little bit. And then it smells I totally like a bakery it. at like 7 o'clock at night. Right. You know, when the rolls are being baked. Yeah, they're starting to bake for the next day. So you grow up in an Italian neighborhood like I did. Exactly. The bakeries would bake their bread at night, and you go over and get a nice warm loaf of bread. You put some. Yeah, you go over and put some olive oil and some garlic on it. Exactly. Or some butter. Oh, that sounds good. You don't even put anything on that bread. Right out of the oven, it's butter, though. Put hot butter butter on it. That bread would have been good if I hadn't. Is it completely gone? Uh, Is it shot? It's shot. Oh, Oh, you had something cooking in there? She put bread in the oven. I put bread in the oven. I'm glad that's the only thing in the oven. Wait, she had a bun in the oven? <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not like I'm not like Mike Nathaniel, who's got one so far in the oven. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's ready to pop. He's yeah. waiting for the he's like the uh, the because Thanksgiving's a month away. I know. Yes. It's like waiting for the that little, little thermometer. He's waiting for the little what? thermometer to pop. Now, here's, on the, here's the question. Has your has your wife's belly button popped yet? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so she's ready that. to go. That that is like kind of like the do last. Do you know one. when it popped? Wait, did that pop? It always becomes uh, an Audi. Yeah, wow. I don't think I've. I, I think it's impossible. You for take an belly. eye out, kid. You want to watch think, that thing? Exactly. I don't think You're any pregnant an woman. <laughs> I see, see I had th- my my wife had three kids. I so I was three there. belly buttons. She had one belly button. All right, okay. But I don't remember there being a specific moment that you await the belly button popping. <laughs> That's pretty out. telling. Isn't that, that a Facebook? Isn't that a Facebook thing now? You reveal your belly button popping. Everything's on Facebook now. All right. Except yeah. former porn stars who were mad at me for well, some yeah. stupid okay. reason. Let it go. So let's, let's do this let thing. Uh, that's all I want to no, say. No, I do want to talk about this in just a second. But first, let's play this because I downloaded all the right, darn thing. All right, let's get the damn Back to the Future out of our soon, systems. Uh, please. We'll and get, then I don't want to hear from this no. for another 25 years exactly. good. when I'm dead. <laughs> play it. God, you just love that music. Great start. If my calculations are correct, it is now 
precisely October 21st, 2015. The future has finally arrived. Yes, it is different than we all thought. But don't worry, it just means your future hasn't been written yet. No one's hands. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Thank you. Over under seven scotches he had. (laughs) (laughs) And may the force be with you, too. Skywalker. Your future is you have to be ready. Really? You have to admit that's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know, what's he doing? He doesn't have any work these days. No. And he's a great actor, by the way. Christopher Lloyd. Great actor, writer, great actor, director. What's Christopher Lloyd in lately? What's I'm going to look it up, but I'm, I know that he's been in stuff You know lately. one of his underrated roles that like, went under the radar that nobody saw? Dream right. Team. Dream Team. Absolutely, Absolutely right. Exactly. I didn't see it. Absolutely Was right. it a sports movie? <laughs> nah, Michael Keaton movie. Nah, Michael Keaton. Dream Team? Yeah, the yeah. Dream Team. Is that the one where... Is it about sports? Africa? No. No, what? Where was this that? Is your, that's your Dream Team. This, isn't, this isn't Vince Young <laughs> on the Eagles when he got signed in that <laughs> no, year when no. they got brought Namdi in. They said, this no. guy got the makings of a Dream Team. No, it's uh, it's, a bu- <laughs> it's a bunch of guys. They're, they're like, they, they escape from like a mental institution. Yeah, they, they're going to a Yankees game. Right. Okay. So it's a sports movie. No, well, no. It has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> yeah, it's not mental, really. uh, Yankee fans are mental and no, delusional. Like, well, they are this year. They were taking like a... They were taking like a group trip. They were taking like a group trip and then the guy... one the guys gets abducted. Peter Boyle also. Hey, wasn't this about the uh, 1984 Olympic team that went over there and uh, they sent no. Michael Jordan and all those guys to go straight for no. the world? Well, uh, we 94, kept, I think. 94, well, yeah. when we kept losing exactly. uh, to all the amateur kids, so we had to send all of our guys to Monte Carlo and yeah. put them up in casinos. And yeah. Michael. So he's in, in uh, two <laughs> movies that have not come out yet. Right. Just in Time for Christmas, which is a TV movie. And then there's another movie that is called I Am Not a Serial Killer. Oh, nice. Um, then That's my Tinder profile. He's been... <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. Joe Corrado, I am not a serial killer. <laughs> Swipe left or right or whatever the hell it is. You know what my Tinder profile says, right? <laughs> I got to find what it. Now, Chris, now I can't what find does it. What does it say, Tony? It's, I don't think it's in here anymore. He's got to recollect it. I don't think it's in here anymore. I think you changed it, Robin. <laughs> anyway, we're going to hear from a man in Denver, Colorado in a moment. Speaking of uh, smoking illicit uh, product. Where it's legal up there. My good buddy Nate Lundy is going to join us here in a moment. Because, you know, people complain about all their sports teams. It's what we do as fans. Here in Philadelphia, where the show originates from, the Eagles could win 59-3, to and fans would call talk radio shows the next day for an entire week right. to complain about... About the offense. About, uh, well, you know, they could have scored 72 right. the if they had thrown scored. a couple of interceptions in the end zone, Sam Bradford, and bring, yes. and, and bring uh, Mark, Mark Sanchez, Sanchez in, in the game and, now. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we do as fans. And you think it's bad in Philly where the Eagles are 3-3 three and three after an 0-2 start and a 1-3 and three start where they rally and win two games and score 66 points in two games yes. against the Saints, who weren't very good, but then they still beat Atlanta. Yeah. And the Saints, they're not good. But the Eagles went and, and beat them down there, did they not? Correct. Where they, don't, they rarely lose. The Saints aren't very good. The Eagles did what you're supposed to do, beat right. bad beat teams. beat the bad teams. And then on Monday Night Football, when they play the Giants – who looked like the best team in the mm-hmm. division because Eli Manning was getting rid of the ball quickly mm-hmm. and they were moving the, the ball up and down the field. The the and then what happens? Beat the by Eagles 20. shut them down. I mean, after right. the first drive where they just went right down the field, it looked mm-hmm. like the Giants were going to smoke them. And the Eagles' defense made adjustments. Bradford had uh, three interceptions, five in two weeks in the end zone. Yeah, they're, But uh, they were not costly interceptions. Correct. But let's go to Denver, Colorado, one of my favorite airports, where it looks like they have a bunch of tents out there. That's the way it's designed. And my old buddy, Nate Lundy, who we, we go way, way back, back to the Madden days and EA Sports, but he is the program director 
of the great sports radio station, 104.3 The Fan in Denver, Colorado. And if you think fans in Philly and New York and other places are angry, you're 6-0. and You're the Denver Broncos. Panicking. There is outrage, mm-hmm. even with all that medicinal marijuana and people being chilled. They're going crazy. You can hear it at the Denver airport. He's so outraged, he's getting out of town and going to Vegas. <laughs> Nate Lundy joins us right now. How are you, Nate? Oh. Nate, can you hear me? I hear the uh, gate announcement. I can sort of hear you, Tony. Hopefully you can hear me. I hear That's you loud. You're coming in loud yeah. and clear, Nate. Now, are you getting out of town and going there to Vegas? Go. Are you getting out of town and going to I Vegas? Am actually, I am. I'm going to Vegas, which really is interesting to me to be able to go to Vegas and see the people that will see a 6-0 and team and they don't want to touch it. They'll see a 3-3 three and three team that they absolutely want to be able to be a part of. To me, what's going on in the NFL in the first six weeks is fascinating. You talked about it. We were on Twitter today. I, I am blown away right now by Broncos fans that have, and the only way I can define it is pure venom towards what's going on with the Denver Broncos on their offense. And, and I think, frankly, it's a team that's been spoiled. It's a fan base that's been spoiled and expects more of a team that, frankly, has been performing um, pretty darn well. Is, is, is Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers right now? Absolutely not. But I am shocked. Tony, that I see the amount of hate coming out of the fans that I see week in and week out right now. Yeah, and that's obvious because I said it earlier. I mean, they're the worst 6-0 and team in NFL history, yet they're 6-0, and and their defense is playing great. Like the Eagles. The Eagles weren't supposed to be a good defensive team. Denver was going in. But the Eagles' defense has been carrying them this year, and Sam Bradford and the and the offense of Chip Kelly, which is supposed to be unstoppable, is struggling. Yet they're winning games convincingly now the last couple of weeks, and people are focusing on quarterback play. Now, the one thing we know about Peyton Manning, Nate, is that he's not going to get stronger as the year goes on, and his arm strength is not going to be as good. So are people fearing that, yes, this team could win maybe 14 games, but, oh, by the way, come playoff time, they're not going to be able to beat good teams if they can't move the football. Absolutely. And, Tony, you're, you're right on with one of the biggest complaints that happens with Broncos fans right now is that they've seen this story before. They've read this book. They've seen this team be one and done in the playoffs despite really good offensive performance. And that's what scares all the fans right now. And I don't, I don't disparage them for that. But here's the scary stat. I want you to let this sink in for just a second, Tony. Peyton Manning has thrown 10 interceptions and yet the Broncos in the turnover differential are a plus six. They're a plus six <laughs> when their quarterback has thrown ten interceptions. Tony, that's an insane number. You and I both know that. That's not something that you normally see in the NFL. When your quarterback is struggling like that, you don't expect your defense to bail them out. And yet right now, week in and week out, this defense is bailing them out. Is At some point, will the train come to a stop? At some point, will their luck wear out in the fourth quarter? Probably so. But I think at the same time, the fact that you have a team that can perform this well at defense, we've seen defensive-focused teams win with non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You and I both know that. We've seen it. Do I think Peyton Manning's going to suddenly explode here in the second half of the year? No, I don't. I think he's 39 years old. I think he's had 197 neck surgeries. I think he can't feel his fingertips. And I know that he's got problems. But at the same time, Tony, you have to look at a Hall of Fame quarterback with that enormous cranium of his and realize that he's going to keep finding ways to win games. And I think that's the faith that Broncos fans have to try to find a way to dial into. Here's the other thing that the fans in Denver and others in here in Philly don't understand. You know, 
who's the who's your best option? I mean, Mark Sanchez is not horrible as a backup quarterback. There are far worse, but you can't turn over a team when you bring in a guy like Bradford and he's struggling in the middle part of the season. You hope he gets better. You hope he doesn't throw three interceptions a game. In fact, he hadn't thrown three interceptions since his first game as a rookie in St. Louis. So it's not something he does all the time. Yet, what's the option in Denver? I mean, the fans say, you know, we, we can't win with, with uh, who do they want, Dan Orlovsky? I mean, who the heck do they want? Do they want uh, no, they- Plummer? Do they want Jake Plummer back? Do they want uh, uh, Jake Cutler to come back? Well, believe me, I, I do a show with Jake on a regular basis, Tony. And Joe, J- Jake could actually go out and play right now. i got to be honest with you. That guy's in great shape. But let's get past that and realize that Broncos fans are saying, hey, we can't do any work worse with Brock Osweiler, who is obviously the backup. He's the kid out of Arizona State. I think it was a wasted draft pick when it happened, and that's not a knock on Brock. It's a knock on what John Elway did in the draft at the time. But everybody's ready to be able to crown him as the next quarterback. And I'm sorry, Tony, you tell me a time in the NFL history that a team has started 6-0 and or 6-1, and even if they were to lose coming out of the bye week, that is going to bench a Hall of Fame quarterback for a kid that, that you haven't seen do anything. It just doesn't happen. Could Brock be a great quarterback? Maybe. But at this point, you have Peyton Manning. You know what you have in Peyton Manning. I think right now John Elway is the VP of the team, has a lot of faith in Wade Phillips and in this defense, and says we're just going to keep finding ways to win games. I don't think they're ready to hand the reins over to Brock Osweiler quite yet. But at the same time, as you know, we have fans. We have fans that are, that are well, it, it, they think they know more than the coaching staff and more than the front office, and they want to see Brock Osweiler out there on the field. I'm sorry. I'm not ready for that yet. He hasn't seen that kind of play. He hasn't seen the speed of the defenses. Can he ultimately be good? Maybe, but I already know what I have in Peyton Manning. Nate Lundy's joining us from Denver, going to Vegas. Where's he going? Vegas, baby! Vegas! Exactly. Is this for business or pleasure just to get away from the noise? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I want to answer that question. <laughs> well, this is business or pleasure. I think. But, I'll, but, I'll tell you, but I'll say this much. I'll say this much. Uh, Anthony, hop a flight. Let's have some fun. Absolutely. Nate, all right, Nate, here's the other question, because we remember the Denver teams before, you know, before Peyton Manning, and they always would find three running backs that they can throw out there in a mix in no matter who it was. You go down the name of the list. They could throw anybody out there, and they would get 1,000 yards. So while it's all on Peyton Manning because he's the face of the franchise, why can't they run the football? Because when they started their offensive line this season, Tony, they started off with four guys that had never basically played in the NFL. So you got five guys on the front, and you got four of them that, for all intents and purposes, hadn't done squat in the NFL. It's why they went out and got Evan Mathis, because they were hoping somebody with a little bit of veteran not only would have been able to contribute on the field, but might be able to be a little bit of a kind of a coach and a mentor to these guys. Um, they've also had some injuries. We know about Ryan Clady, the pro bowler that got hurt during the summer. But they had to piecemeal this offensive line together. And so, you know what, I, I know, you know my, my fellow fantasy owners out there that are so frustrated with D.J. Anderson right now or with Ronnie Hillman or anybody else, it's not their fault. Frankly, this offensive line was put together with duct tape and bailing wire, and I'm surprised it's been able to hold up this long. I'm glad you brought up Evan Mathis because my buddy Luigi Curto here on the podcast Who's, you know, and the Eagles obviously have struggled because they haven't addressed the offensive line. They allowed Evan, they cut Evan Mathis, even though he wanted a renegotiation and he didn't get the $5 million that he was going to get by sticking around here. And then they cut Todd Harriman's, 
who obviously can't even play in Indianapolis, whose offensive line is bad. How good has Evan Mathis been there? Because people in Philly are complaining. You know, Chip Kelly got rid of two Pro Bowl offensive. Well, Todd Ehrmans hasn't been in the Pro Bowl in years. Evan Mathis missed half of the season last year. Is he a disappointment, or is he helping that Denver team? It depends on whether you would ask me the question right now or ask me three weeks ago, Tony. Three weeks ago, I would have told you he's a disappointment. I've seen more out of him. He seems to be gelling a little bit more. He's doing better with the guys that are on the offensive line with him right now. But when they first brought him in, the first couple of games, we were sitting here in Denver going, okay, wait a minute, why did we go get this guy? Now, again, this is a piecemeal offensive line. That's the problem is you've got guys that just haven't really gelled together. They haven't played together for more than a season. Mathis looked bad, and he admitted it. He admitted how bad he looked in the first couple of weeks. I think he's playing better. I'm hoping that that continues, but they got to come out of this bye week. we got to see what happens against an incredible Green Bay Packers team. They've still got to take on a very difficult schedule in November that includes both the Packers and the Patriots, both of them, uh, thankfully, at home, but both of them as Sunday night primetime games. We'll see whether or not, not just Peyton, but you bring up a good point. He's the face of the franchise, and that's the reason why everybody wants to point fingers at him. But I'll tell you what, they have problems on their offensive line. C.J. Anderson has not looked like the C.J. Anderson from last year. And until those things start to gel, you can't expect a 39-year-old Peyton Manning to be able to carry this team by himself. He needs help. He needs guys like Evan Mathis, who looked bad to start the year and is starting to look a little better. Let's hope he continues. And that's what happens when guys play together, even if they're not all pros. And you've seen the same thing with the Eagles offensive line. Horrible early, but good pass protection right now. You know, for, for, for Sam Bradford, who, while uh, despite the interceptions, is not really getting hit much. He's, he's got time to throw. The Eagles have been having a hard time running the football, but certainly they're, they're, they're establishing enough to make the passing lanes a little bit easier for him despite the interceptions. Nate, I know you got to run, man. 6-0. and I guess the big, can you take, can we send Peyton Manning to Lourdes during the bye week or to the Fountain of Youth or someplace where he can go and dip that arm somewhere and get, you know, get a couple, maybe one more good year? of being able to throw the ball down the field? I kind of want to send him up into the uh, Rocky Mountains here. There are some great hot springs. I just want him to go up there. I don't even want to try to visualize him in a swimsuit. Let's not go there. But I kind of want to send him up that direction and tell him to go sit in the mineral pools, relax for a little bit. We'll see you in a week, and hopefully he gets some of that natural healing. But they definitely need it. But, Tony, you and I were on Twitter today talking about it. I've never seen a fan base so angry to be 6-0 and uh, <laughs> out there. I, there's a whole lot of teams in the NFL that would give just about anything to be 6-0. and Brother, it's great to talk to you as always and look forward to talking to you as the season goes along. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, Nate. Have fun. Uh, safe travels. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Vegas! And always bet on black. That's what I always say. Whether you're in Vegas or anywhere else. Thanks, Nate. Nate Lundy, the program director 104.3 The Fan in Denver. As you can hear, the, the boarding call. Perfect timing there. That was great, was that? And you notice once again I got on Luigi. Yes, Not got I on him. I brought that. up Evan Mathis. <laughs> You know, who was a good player, no doubt about it. But he missed a lot of games, and you heard him. He looked awful early. But what happens with an offensive line when you try to – to me, it's the hardest part of any team to put together because you need mm-hmm. all five guys all at the gel, same man. exact wavelength. One guy makes one mistake, the whole team sucks. The whole unit screwed. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that, that's to me why that's the hardest position to play to me. Center on a team, you, you really shouldn't be offside as a center because you've got the ball in your hand. But if you're a, a right guard, a left guard, and you haven't played much, and you're trying to be in sync with guys, it's really hard. And it takes you seeing teams four, five, six games in, finally starting to get the hang of things as they play together. And that's the way it is on any team, not just the Eagles or Denver. It takes t- offensive lines 
time to gel. Well, look look at uh, just last last Monday night game with Eagles and Giants. The Giants had a, a rookie tackle, Dupree, in there, and the Eagles absolutely mm-hmm. took advantage of it because and he was off sides and he didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. too much because. He's not used to playing with the same And guys. what about John? But here's the amazing thing. John Gruden, who I love, and the guy knows yeah. football. At the very beginning of the game, I even heard it, and I tweeted it out. The first thing he said, well, he praises oh, I love this Giants yeah, offensive he, line. Yeah, he exactly. praises everybody. Yeah, I love this Giants offensive line. Yeah. And then the first drive, they look like world beaters. Yeah, yeah. You thought they were going to score on every possession, how easy they move the ball down the field. Right. But give uh, you know, the much maligned defensive coordinator of the Eagles credit. You want to talk, forget about halftime adjustments. That guy made adjustments mm-hmm. two drives into the game. Yeah, yeah that, was pretty, that, was, that was pretty good. He keyed in on, on it. The fly. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. so when you have, you know, that's why the whole thing about 6-0 and and they're not a good, they're not a legit 6-0. and Last year when the Eagles got off to a good start, people were saying, well, yeah, but they should have lost those games. Right? Everybody has an excuse. You win a game that you may have lost, it's like, well, they're really not that good. They should have lost. Remember the Indy game last year? Yeah. Oh, they, they're lucky they won. They should have lost it. Well, they didn't lose the game. Right. And just like this year, they lost games that they probably – the Atlanta game, mm-hmm. they could have won that game. The Washington game. You know why Washington beat them? Because the Eagles got zero pressure on Kirk Cousins. And I even tweeted the stats out. Kirk Cousins has played six games this year, right? In the two wins he has against the Philadelphia Eagles – and I don't even remember who else they beat. Did they beat Dallas? Their two wins, he was not sacked and not pressured, and he threw zero interceptions, and they won. In the four losses – of the Washington Redskins, Kirk Cousins threw two interceptions in each of those games, and they lost all four of those games where he threw two interceptions. Which brings me to the point about the Bradford hysteria and about the guy's throwing five interceptions in the end zone in two weeks. Right. But they won the damn games. If he threw five interceptions and they lose the games when he throws interceptions, That's then jerk. you can say knee-jerk reactions. Ridiculous. What the people in Washington are saying. They're already saying, oh, it's got time to make a change. Right. All fans want their quarterbacks benched when they throw interceptions and they lose the game. Mm-hmm. Bradford's interceptions have not cost them a game. That's the amazing thing. So obviously, if he keeps doing it, it will cost them a game. Right. And the other argument about, well, the Eagles haven't played anybody. Well, let That's me give you a little stat 90, right here. Eighty percent of the teams stink. They the whole league up. stinks. There's right. five undefeated teams, right? Yeah. You know how many teams are have winning records are above five hundred in the rest of the NFL? So you've got five teams that are undefeated. How many other? Let me give you a little trivia here. How many other teams? Now, don't look it up, Joe. I'm no, not. No, I, you I, just I, I, can name, I can try to name them for you. There are only five teams in the entire NFL. Okay. Besides the undefeated teams. Okay. That have winning records. All right, here we go. Who are they? Let's go with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Correct. Uh, let's go with the New York Jets. Correct. Four and one. Uh, we will go with the Philadelphia Eagles. No, they're three. They're five hundred. You got. It's got oh, to no, be, it's gonna be five. Oh, I'm sorry. It's got to be above, above five hundred. Okay. Um, San Diego Chargers. The San Diego Superchargers are. Where's the AFC stand? Well, no, I know Arizona definitely is. Yeah, okay. Arizona. Arizona's four and two. Arizona got the Jets. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Right. Pittsburgh Steelers are four and two. Right. Then you got in the NFC East. Nobody's over five hundred. Nah. Then you've got uh, Green Bay Packers are undefeated. Yeah. Minnesota's three and two. The Vikings three quietly, and two? yeah. Uh-huh. The Minnesota Vikings quietly, right? They and Teddy Bridgewater is not exactly lighting it up, but they beat they the, don't beat they, the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. They don't score a lot of points, but they don't give up a lot of points. They've yeah. got a really good defense. They do have a good defense. And the Minnesota Vikings don't sleep on the Vikings right. because when you're looking at potential wild card teams, are they going to catch the Green Bay Packers in that division? No, no way. But when you talk about wild cards down the road. 
Don't count it because you got the Falcons at 5-1, and one, and the Panthers, obviously, the two best teams in that division. So you assume, unless there's a collapse, that uh, both of those teams are likely going to be in the playoffs. So the question is, who will be the second wild card in the NFC? And, you know, nobody in the NFC East is going to, the, to be a wild card team. It's going to be you win the division you're in, everybody else is out. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. There's I, not going to be a wild card from the division. No, that yes. wild card's coming out of the NFC South. Exactly. It'll either be Carolina or Atlanta, whichever one, whichever one uh, finishes second. There's so, just no way. It's amazing how many bad teams, how many mediocre teams there are in the NFL six weeks into the season. And I bring up another stat about the Eagles. They're plus 34 in point differential at 3-3. Three and three. They've scored 144 points, Luigi. Mm-hmm. You know how many other teams have scored that many points in the NFC? Zero? No, that is not correct. Four? <laughs> what is Hold this on. here? Hold on. A guessing game here? <laughs> I just wanted the, the sound drop. I'll give you, there are only, there are only three <laughs> teams that have scored more points than the Philadelphia Eagles through six games. Hold on, I'm playing the best. The, yeah, right. the Arizona Cardinals? Correct. Arizona scored 203 points in six games. The Green Bay Packers? The Green Bay Packers have scored 164 points in six games. And how about... This is easy, man. No, you think it's easy. It's very it easy. It may look easy. I didn't even have to look may this look up. It may look easy, but it's hard. It may look easy, but it's hard. Thank you. <laughs> the New York Giants? No. It's, a, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm so at, at, Well, it, they're kind of frugazy, so I can see why you would... I Arizona scored 203 points. Atlanta scored 183. Green Bay, 164. And the Philadelphia Eagles, 144. And all those other three teams are all very, very strong. 4-2, mm. 5-1, 6-0. And, and the rest of the league is mediocre. It is. Or stinks. And here's another one. The Eagles have given up 110 points in their first six games. How many other teams have given up fewer points in the NFC? In the NFC? Yes. Uh, Through six games. Through six games now. The Carolina Panthers? No. There was only one. Now, they didn't play six. Carolina has only played five. five. Okay, okay. It's only one other team that's given up fewer points. The Green Bay Packers, 101 in six games. The Eagles have given up 110 in their six games. So there's only one other team in the entire conference through six games because Vikings have given up 83. They've only played five. Mm -hmm. Carolina's given up 94. They've only played five, and they play the Eagles on the Sunday night game. So while all these people are panicking, you've got to look at the other stats that matter. Points allowed, points given up, and, and, and the Eagles' defense is taking the ball away. Nate Lundy talked about how you know, Denver is so – Elway's thrown – Elway. Uh, Peyton Manning sold 10 interceptions, but they're still plus 14 or something because they're taking the ball away from the other team. Yeah, that's how they're winning. scores every week. Yeah, that's how they're winning. The defense, that's how they, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's how the Eagles, they look like the Ravens of, uh, you know, recent times. And a couple of years no, ago, I don't the know, Eagles before, before I Flacco. Before well, Flacco. Not before Flacco, though. Not well, that's no, right. before Flacco. I don't think you can. That's Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can compare to uh, Peyton Manning to Tony Banks and Trent. No, Gilbert. no, no. But uh, I mean, no. no, no, definitely not. But I mean where the defense is actually winning the games. You know oh, what will yeah. help Peyton Manning? Same thing that helps. Uh, A running game. Exactly. Get mm-hmm. the damn ball it's running. It's the same thing that would help uh, Bradford. It's the yeah. same thing that ha- would help Nick Foles. All yeah. these teams that are struggling offensively have one thing in common. They don't run the football. And here's the thing, right. too, Tony. You bring it. G- Gary Kubiak's your head coach. When's the last time you saw a Gary Kubiak um, head team that can't run the damn ball? That's what he's known for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Peyton Manning's been sacked 12 times, so he's taking sacks, so he's getting hit a lot. He's not getting rid of the ball as fast as he used to. And you said it earlier when we were talking to Nate, and it's one of the things I remember. Right. You go through the running backs. 
forget Terrell Davis. I mean, he was an all-pro. He helped them win the Super Bowl. Tony, he made, But after that, they had Mike Bell. They would throw guys in there you've never heard Tony, of. They made, they made pro bowlers, okay, out of guys like Mike Anderson, mm-hmm. okay, you go to Travis Henry, mm-hmm. but that's not even the, like the the obscure names. You got guys like um, uh, Olindis Gary, for God's sake. Exactly. Sakes. How uh, soon we forget Olindis Gary? You know, yes. You got um, <laughs> Jesus. Who else? Who who else was on that team that stunk so bad? Ruben my- Drones. Ruben Drones. Okay, got a fat contract. That dude ran for fourteen hundred yards. Fourteen hundred. And where is he now? Ruben Drones. He just uh, uh, what was it? The uh, the Wawa right off of uh, yeah yeah. Oh okay. I thought it was Yakima. No 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 no. no. It's the Wawa off of. uh, Did he make it in time for Hoagie Fest? He did. He was making (laughs) behind for Hoagie Fest. (laughs) He was behind Rendell. (laughs) Ridiculous man. I'm just saying like they should be at Wawa making Hoagie. They they have been known forever to pull guys off the street and and rush for a thousand yards. And you're telling me. A guy like Gary Kubiak, whose expertise is running the damn football. He's got three guys back there, and they can't even get three yards of carry. And it's so an everybody puts it joke. on the quarterback, though. Every team puts it on the quarterback. But you know what? You think Peyton, You know how Peyton Manning gets better? How? With a running game. Yep. That's Correct. how everybody gets better. Run the damn. Look at, look at the well, Giants on Monday night. The Giants were a pretty decent running team, right? And they couldn't run the ball against the Eagles. And what happens? Eli Manning has to throw. Right. right. And, and the then, Eagles put and the then pressure exposed. Exactly. Well, do you think that a, a, a part of the reason that Peyton, I'm sorry, that they're having a hard time getting the running game going is that defensive coordinators are just not afraid of him passing the ball and beating him with his arm anymore? They're just stacking the box now. And you Absolutely. Can't Absolutely. They're, just, they're not playing they're zone coverage anymore. They're just playing straight up, man. And Evan Mathis and is right not up. getting it done. That's why Chip Kelly let him go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we got more stuff yeah, tonight. We're all laughing at We got fun stuff going on. We want to thank everybody, yes. by the way, listening to Podcast One. All the great sponsors who allow me and the whole gang here to do this podcast for you absolutely free every week. You don't have to pay for this. You don't have to sign a subscription. That's what's great about the show. I want to thank Podcast One and all our great sponsors for making it happen. Miss Robin will have some updates, including the NFL. It's getting a lot of people upset about what's a catch, what's not a catch, right? Every week there's some crazy stuff going on. Robin has some news tonight. On how the NFL is making it better for men, for women, Correct. not for men, of course. Not making well, it better I mean, for fantasy players. There might be some men that it was making it better for. Not making it better for <laughs> people who have fantasy teams and see a guy catch a touchdown that you think's a touchdown, but then it's ruled not a touchdown. Right. You're or a guy like, like Golden Tate who really didn't score yeah. a touchdown and fumbled right. the ball in that Bears game. So many examples. Yet they called it a touchdown. And players, I was watching inside the NFL. Yes. You know, and guys like Brandon Jennings are saying, "I don't know what a touchdown is anymore." You know, nobody, receivers have no idea. Megatron mm-hmm. came out and said, I have no idea what a touchdown catch is anymore mm-hmm. or what's a catch. And this all goes back to the Des Bryant play last year. Right, right. This, this is, what, been this is what's really forced the NFL to go overboard in trying to get it right. Because the thing that's absurd about the catch-not-a-catch rule, especially in the end zone, you know, having control all the way down, is a running back could be running and get the ball out and barely touch the goal. Forget about going completely over the goal line, right? All he has to do is touch white, right? Mm. All he has to do is touch white or touch the pylon. Yes. And the ball can fall out of his hands before he hits his hand on the ground, and they rule that a touchdown, right? Yeah, that's the way it is. But a guy has to catch the ball, come down, control it, control it all the way to the ground, Mm -hmm. control it. If he falls out of bounds, all the way to the ground, not have his pop out. It is the dumbest rule in sports. Because he's got it. He's clearly got it. What's the difference between a running back going to the goal line, stretching out, and then barely touching white, and the ball pops out, and they call it a touchdown because he broke the plane? 
because it he should didn't have catch to break it. the plane. You There's the thing, but it doesn't matter. You're still breaking no, the plane of the goal line. You're right. The fact you're, you're you're right. I'm not disagreeing. He doesn't finish. What I'm saying is the running back who puts the ball down. Yes. and it pops out of his hands. That ca- that's called a touchdown, even though he doesn't complete the play, which is the rule that they use to explain the stupid catch in the end zone being a completed catch. Tony, I, catch. I don't disagree with you. I think the rule is completely stupid. What I'm saying is the reason why they don't call it that way for the receivers is because what they're really saying is he didn't have possession of the catch. He does. Once he has the ball and his feet are down, he does, to me, coming down all the way right, but when and maintaining. He, but this is the Des Bryant rule. I'm I know. Yeah, when when ju- I, I think Des caught the damn ball. What so, I'm saying is mm. when, you ju- when you juggle that ball. I thought he caught the ball, too, but since it's the Cowboys, I don't really care. <laughs> damn right. Well, what I'm, yes. For me, for somebody that doesn't even really understand the rules that much, I look at those two rules, and they seem to totally contradict because each other. Because here it is. Because, like I said, when you catch the ball, you have to comp- complete the process. This is where the rule gets stupid, Tony. Like you said, once he breaks the plane, he's in there. After It doesn't make any sense because once he does break the plane, it shouldn't matter whether he has the ball, complete control of the ball or not. But a reception is only a reception when the ball is secured. So if it's moving even a little bit, they're going to call it an incomplete pass. It's stupid. It, is, it stupid is stupid. Because like I said, he clearly has it. He clearly has it. And by the way, ball. in the Golden Tate catch in the Detroit Lions' first win, did he have that ball? Was Absolutely. That a Absolutely. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did. Yes, he did. I would, I, I would think under the old rules, that's a touchdown. But that's why I'm surprised they went and reviewed it and called it a touchdown. Because under the rules that I've seen explained, he catches the ball, he's in the end zone, he makes one step, but it pops out, then it's intercepted. So he didn't come all the way down with possession but of the, the ball. But the ball broke the plane. It always breaks the plane. When a guy catches a ball and he has both feet in and he gets the tightrope back, and he catches the ball, right? And his feet, both feet come down, which is a touchdown. He catches it. He goes all the way to the ground, and he's out of bounds. And then as he's finished, as he hits the ground, it pops out. Mm-hmm. How was that not a touchdown? How's that a touchdown. catch? It's a no, touchdown. it's not. He has to follow all the way through to the mm-hmm. ground, hold on to the ball, even long after he's come down to the ground. If it pops out of his hand or moves out of his hand, not a catch. Not a catch, not a touchdown. It's stupid. It, it, they've made it more confusing. Instead of simplifying it, they've made it more difficult. Yeah, they've swung so far in the other direction. And you know what that is? It's an outrage. Yeah, the president Damn agrees. right. Meanwhile, Joe will have a Chloe and Lamar update tonight, too, because he <laughs> follows these kinds of things closely. When he's not at a bordello in Nevada, <laughs> keeping track of what's going on out there with our good friend. Tracking Dennis, herbal Viagra. Dennis Hoff at the Love Ranch and all the other ranches. He's got he a owns. live feed at his house, Joe does. Yeah, I do. He does. he does. I, do. I know. We had him on the show, remember? I know. Yeah. He gave me an open invite. I'm taking <laughs> Have up you been on out it. there. Well, not, I wonder not if Nate recently. Lundy's going out. Next time I go out to the desert, I'm going to yeah. comb the desert, as they said in Spaceballs. <laughs> comb the desert. <laughs> we ain't <we laughs> found shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. By the way, we have a Miss Robin update before we continue. Uh, all right. I haven't even said anything to her all day, but she's got this uh, hair thing going tonight. Yeah, I saw it. Like she, actually, what is that Lu- thing there? Luigi asked me. He's like, is that a burka? You, you starter you, kit? It's Ramadan. <laughs> Are we facing Mecca tonight? He's like, did you get your hair cut? You have bangs. And I said, no, actually, this is... These are not my bangs. You got a piece in there? No, oh. that's what he thought. He goes, oh, Robin, you did a piece. You got I a said, partial? I said, Joe had one earlier before the show, actually. He was Never satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> I said, this is, no, this is actually my hair, but it's not my bangs. I did what I guess you would call a comb forward. Not a comb over? It's no. not a comb not over. A it's a comb forward. So comb this all is a, over. This yeah. is my hair pulled up and then over, and then I put it so you can't see that it's it's like not my bangs. But it's not bangs. fake hair, though. No, this is my 
they're real hair. Wow. It's just, it's just. And what inspired you today? Yes. Well, we were late for an appointment so that you can do your new do, so to speak. Not do the do. No. Do the new do. The B-52. Because I was looking <laughs> yeah, at... Yeah, were you just watching that? No, that's a B-52, like one of the chicks in the B-52. Like yeah. like Remember that? that? Yeah. Were you, doing, Shack, were, you, were you singing Love Shack? Yeah. Love Shack. What's the Rock other B-52 Lobster. song? That was it. Rock, Rock Lobster. Lobster. Rock yes. Lobster. Yeah. Phenomenal B-52 Rock Lobster. knowledge right there. By Lots the of B-52s. See that? <laughs> those songs, those are two songs. When they, Whenever you hear those songs, Rock Lobster... Or Love Shack? Sure. Do you not start bopping your head? Goddamn right I do. Why do you have to say goddamn right? <laughs> because I want to emphasize how right it is. We're going blue tonight. That's really right, though. I would say that that's a good right, <laughs> as opposed to a bad right. You a la right, man. Damn right. <laughs> Meanwhile... So anyway, you didn't say whether you like it or not. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. But what's the black thing? It's like a mesh net over it. No, yes. it's just, this is just a headband. All the kids are wearing that This nowadays. is a headband. Is that like a woman? Is that like a stockings? Like fishnet yeah. stockings that no, you put no, over no. your head? Like guys used to like wear like stocking caps headband. and stuff? Like do rags. It's a lace headband to hide the fact that these are not real bangs. That it's like actually my ponytail pulled over. It says so that. you did a comb forward. I yeah. did a comb forward. I like it. But you have bangs. No, I don't anymore. They're all totally grown out. And that, that's what prompted me. I was looking at pictures because you were having me look up something the other day. And I was going Just because you have a five head doesn't mean you have to overdo it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, five. yes, I do. I do. <laughs> Says somebody with that's a That's right. Ten I have head. a ten head. So I, it's not, when you say somebody has a five head, that's not an insult, is it? Well, to say somebody has a five head and insult. I'm trying to see well, I mean, how to take it as a I think compliment. So. Yeah, exactly. I know how you spin in this one, wizard. Yeah, I you mean, know, really. it's like other people. Like you see people on TV, especially guys who have the big widow's peak. Yes. And their foreheads are like two inches, and then the hairline starts. Yeah. That, that, the, Judge, uh, Judge Napolitano. Did you yes. ever see that guy? Yes. Judge Andrew, Napolitano. Judge Andrew, Andrew Napolitano. Napolitano. News, the yeah. guy has no forehead. Right. Like his eyebrows end, and, and there's like two inches, and that's where his hair that's starts. That's where the hair starts, yeah. And his comb back, those aren't like just like his hair move. No, that's like no, where the hair no, starts. Actual, okay. No, I know what Tony told His okay. actual hairline starts like right above the, his eyebrows. Yeah. Exactly, yes. It goes up. Yeah. So is that? Wow. No, that, that's just different hairlines. Yeah. So saying somebody has a five head should not be construed as an insult to oh. all you five heads. Okay. Out here. Not if it's covered no. by hair because you can't really notice. And it's really because what, what, what is it normally called? It's a term of endearment. What is it normally called? What is it normally called? A forehead. A forehead. Right. So a five head is really not that big. You just you're just adding another skosh. Just dig the hole. Another one. You know what I'm just dig if we it. have four heads, just get out the shovel, Tony. Yeah. Four five head, head doesn't necessarily. If one, you Tony. say you have an eight head, really, or right. a ten head like I have, we're losing our five head audience as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> they're, t- they're tuning out, Tony. Exactly. You're talking about me being being, being politically correct. We're yeah, not talking saying, grooming tonight, though. We're really? not going no, to no, go we're back there. Grooming. No, no male grooming tonight. I, like Although I, Luigi, you look like you've had your eyebrows done since last week. <laughs> no, I had them done the week of the podcast, though. Last. Oh, is that why you were so angry last week? No, I wasn't angry. When you Ridiculous. told me, when you, when you said, have you ever had your eyebrows? Like, Hell yeah. I just came back. Now, Trim, uh, I'm not talking about now, clocked. I'm talking about just... Yeah, like, I have a, yeah, Like I have today, a, the other day, I was in my car and I saw my eyebrows were like they were... I don't comb them. You should have been I driving. I I had Tony, horns. They were sticking up. <laughs> so I came home and you know what I did? I combed them all straight were up. you possessed? And I just got a pair of scissors and just neatly trimmed it. But I didn't like shape them and shape them. That's what I do. I, I, do a, I do the self-scissors. Yeah. You, know. I had you don't want to look like you have horns. No, right. I had a woman today tell me that she wished she had my eyebrows. Really? Yep. I love when the women paint them completely on. When they like, yeah, that's shave, all ridiculous. When yeah, they the, shave it and then they, they do paint. like a lightning bolt. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Show me your lightning bolt. Exactly. The best is where it's like <laughs> they, nine feet above the eye. They do the arch all the way up here. Yeah, all the way. And up, they move yeah. their eyelids up, but the, but the eyebrow doesn't move. It just it's, stays still. Yeah, it's big in Miami <laughs> Beach. It's awesome. Usually a blue hair when that's the case. <laughs> 
No, I've seen a lot of young chicks do that. Yeah, too, they're doing now. it now too. Yeah, Please. they do the whole eyebrow. No more. That's the end of the grooming session. I, I like, I, but I, I like the Robin look. I want to like, beg too. out there. Please, somebody find a woman with hair so that we can get that <sighs> bet. What bet? The bet that we made. It wasn't in the a last bet. It was a deal. It, well, that's a bet. It's a deal. It's a deal that if we can find a woman with hair, yes, and we can, most women have hair. Well, I would hope so. Remember no, with facial hair. With oh, facial hair. hair. I thought you were going to bring that, in what's her name again, and, and uh, the chick that shaved it, her head on Saturday Night Live. Then Luigi oh, Shina, will get waxed down yeah, there. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. We're not yes. talking that look. Exactly. No, but we're he's going to get waxed, and I'm going to film it. Nice. Now, which part? Eyebrows waxed, right? No. No, no, down we gonna there. Film? We can't film that down no, there. You Even on a podcast, it. you can't do that. I know. That. I'm not going to film that. I'm going to film his face. We'll do the tidbits on YouTube. Happening. Yeah, we'll you're get not, it all out You're not out. getting under the undercarriage. We have it's a preview of what that would sound like. Yeah! <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> That's the undercarriage, yes. I would rather be waterboarded <laughs> than have someone... <laughs> Wax me it's down too, there. Too late. He made the deal. It's it's there. Could we get there. him waterboarded on the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. I mean, people would tune in. Yeah. You can follow Tony us. Tony Bruno us. live from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Hopefully hey, it'll be in. it'll be empty soon. We could look. We could exactly. look right there. Yeah. It's a good say. Yeah. It's a good summer property. Live Absolutely. Yeah, it's right in right in Cuba. It's exactly. Right on the yeah, water. We're opened up again. We could do it from the from the prior home of the Camden River Sharks. Tony, we could do it right Exactly. Before you do that, Tony, that the one of the updates that I have. For tonight, I, I think that there are some of these uh, Bengals guys that might have had that procedure happen. Yes. And we know because we can see it on video. Yes. Bengals who? The Cincinnati Bengals. All right. Date- we'll have that update. We're going to do the update <laughs> yeah, now? We might as well do it really All quick right. right now. Dateline. Dateline, uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> no, no, we're done with the Back to the Future. <laughs> the Buffalo Locker Room. Mm. Where the Bengals were having a post-game shower. Why would the Buffalo Bills be in the uh, Bengals locker room having a post-game shower? Well, it was, you know. Excuse me, sorry. It was the Cincinnati Bengals (laughs) victory over the Buffalo Bengals. And they were in the... Buffalo Bills, right. Buffalo Bills. And they were in the Bengals locker room. But I think it was at, at Buffalo, right? Yes, they played at Buffalo, and saying. the Bengals remained That's undefeated. That's why I said In Buffalo. my only loss of the weekend, when I gave out four hot dogs. You've been hot. I gave you Mine four too. dog picks, and the, and the stinking Bills were the only loser. Lock I gave you dog. Miami as a lock. Where were my other locks? I had four underdogs. Mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins, I had, uh, I don't remember. I'll find them. But you know, go to my website, TonyBrunoShow.com. Look for the picks. And then I came back with a Monday night lock, four and one. In the last five selections. Are you all over the Saints, too, on Thursday night, were you? Saints last Thursday. I mean, I'm going to have to and go to five. I didn't, li- I didn't like the Saints Thursday. I love that Got game. Screwed. I love that pick. All right, let's go back to the locker room live. And your correspondent, who doesn't know where she is, no. I did. Ms. Robin. I said that we were in Buffalo, which I was correct. Niagara anyway. Falls. All right. Slowly, <laughs> Slowly I return. return. Step by step. That's good, no, good the Orchard Park. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the NFL Network was airing an interview when they accidentally made the mistake of showing... What they normally should not show in the background. Naked dudes? Yes, several of them. Mm. And, and, and you can see pretty much everything for quite a while. They, like you would yeah. think that a producer or somebody would go, go to camera two, go to camera two. There's only right. one camera, though, Robin. Well, but something. They don't like have, a, like, they or, don't put a multiple camera shoot no, or, in a locker or, room. Or cut back to the studio or something. <laughs> Nobody said anything. Now, I don't blame the reporter because the reporter's doing the interview. They don't, norm- they don't see what the camera guy is doing. They can't see the angle. They right. can't see what's going on. Right. But there had to have been at least two or three people that really? could see what was going on in the background. 
the people in the truck, the cameraman himself, right. the people, the, the producer in the Goodness back gracious. in the, yes. <laughs> That's what the NFL Network. Says. So and we have you, we have one of the uh, players actually. Uh, yes. Responding when he realized he was on camera. You know what they say. <laughs> See a bra to get that booty ackle. <laughs> Leg it down or smack him yackle. Go. Cole got the beat. He was right. applying gold bond powder at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my favorite though is when they do get back to the studio. How many naked? I didn't see the shot. I heard about it, but oh, how many a, naked there's guys? There's at least three or four in the background, and they don't know. I mean, they they're they're thinking they're just hanging out. They're just yeah, well, they're yeah. hanging. In all fairness, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right, that, that's, right. that's right. That's, that's their, their house. Domain. That's their house. That's but their house. You know what man. they say though, right? right. You come into our house, you should get your behind kick. Exactly. But the uh, the anchors at NFL <laughs> Game Day were laughing, and then right. when they come back. They they said, "Wow, what an interview! That was interesting." Right. Said no the Shady McCoy in there, or uh, <laughs> no, was he was at a, Manuel in there. He was at a stag party. Uh, was it a uh, was Shady? That a, it was a female reporter in there, right? No, 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 no. It was a male reporter. Okay. It was a male reporter interviewing. Um, I don't think I don't think there should be any reporter or was, any or anyone that's not a player or coach allowed in a locker room. Oh no, no, no. At See, all. you don't understand when you when because I've been in in a locker room and and right after a game and you you have how come I'm not them? allowed to go in women's locker rooms that's right after I'm the saying. game? Son, you ever been in Turkish prison? Yes, and I have seen a grown. Man, naked. No, but <laughs> Many what, I, times, what I'm saying is though is that everything that's going. Okay, you're interviewing one person, right? But everything that's going on behind that person is now public business. No, that what, locker room is private domain. You should not be allowed in there. You want to interview somebody, you get them on the way in. You get them on male the or way. No, male or female. Male like, or female. No, normally, what I, the cameraman? It's their responsibility to know what is going on in the background, and they usually use certain angles so that you can't see everything. Correct. There's, there shouldn't be a wide shot. No, but you know what teams do? Here's what they do. At the end of the game, they have a podium. They bring the head coach out, and they bring out one of the star right. players. Right. So if you're going to go in with a live camera to get other players right. in you the better be prepared room, for what's, exactly. what's going on that's, there. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the, the camera guy's right. problem. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So if you get the shift, I mean, that's, you know, well, normally, one way or the other. Nor- <laughs> Normally, don't they go in there just like a like a recorder, like we have, and a microphone, like a reporter, right? right. Like, there there's no cameraman. Networks and sir, I think it's only like the the NFL Network and maybe a couple of the really big networks are allowed to bring camera. You have to get pre-approved, of course, with the understanding that the camera people know what the heck they're. You know who's in the you know who's cameras in the locker room in every stadium in America, the NFL Network, the NFL Films, because you see it. When you watch inside the NFL, yeah, or they show it mm-hmm. on post, the, the 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 players all gather around the head coach, and the head coach does this. Hey, man, yeah, we did it today, boys. Hey, hey, hey. right, right, right. One, two, three, Bengals, and yeah, and they, yeah. Andy so Reid starts you're, dancing. You're allowed to do that stuff because you, there you have access. If you have access, you go into the locker room. There's not somebody barging in. Yeah, but the cameras are only on. Only it was only, Albert Breer was doing the interview right. on NFL Network. But those NFL Network cameras are only on for certain segments, or they only mm. or they only no. show certain things. They may be rolling through, throughout the. No, you know, but I see the angle. The angle is Albert Breer is interviewing a guy against his locker, but the a space in between Albert Breer and the player he's interviewing mm-hmm. shows the rest of the locker room right. in, in a wide and shot. That is, and and what the, the camera cameraman... should have been turned toward right. his stall, and then it would have been just him. Yes. Exactly. So I don't know whether to blame Albert Breer. No, it's the camera guy. No, but Albert Breer's got to say, hey, get up against the locker because the rest of the locker, he's like at the front of the locker room. The back of the locker room is fully exposed, as were many of the guys in there. <laughs> well, let's just needless to say, it was a very enjoyable uh, interview for me to watch. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Did one of the guys, I said, I can't find the drop, though, oh. because I know I have it in here and it would be appropriate, but it's not appropriate if I say it. 
Right. It's only appropriate if I play it. Right. And I can't find it, damn it. <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll get back to it somewhere during the live. All right, we'll find it. In the meantime, let me tell you about <laughs> fantasy. You're talking about fantasies. A lot of women's <laughs> fantasies to go into a men's locker room. Right, right. Women play fantasy Obviously. football, too. And you know about fantasy football. Season-long fantasy football. It goes strong. People still play season-long fantasy. But you know what it's all about now. Not waiting all 16 weeks. Guys get hurt every week. Guys like Luigi go crazy because his players get hurt. Just gets new players next week. Get him out of here. Get him out, as my man Harry Mays once said. When you got a player who's not playing well, you got a player who's not getting you points on fantasy, you know what you tell him? Get out. Get out. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. DraftKings.com is America's favorite one-week fantasy football spot. You get paid every week. One-week fantasy, no season-long commitments. You already know that. You got an injured player that we just said, no problem. It's a new season every week. You're never stuck with the same stiffs. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. That means you could turn your love of football into a, par- a payday of a lifetime or parlay it into a payday of a lifetime, too. Just pick your players, pile up points, pick up the cash, baby! You've never experienced fantasy football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This isn't naked guys in a locker room. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com right now. Use promo code BRUNO, B-R-U-N-O. Play for free with your first deposit in this Sunday's $1 million fantasy football contest, where first place takes home hundred grand. Enter BRUNO for free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. <laughs> The Big Podcast with Shaq is huge this week as we're joined by the host of The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. Shaq, uh, unfortunately, not as not as killer at the impressions as you are, Jimmy. <laughs> if, he's quite awful. <laughs> we're going to see him. We're going to see how many Shaq can rattle off here and how many you're able to guess. I did not have relationships with this woman. Well, I'm going to say it's, but it sounds, it sounds like a Ronald Reagan impression. <laughs> Ronald Reagan doing a Bill Clinton impression. You're right. Yes, he got it right. right. Jimmy, I like the pudding pop. When I come to the set, I want to get some pudding pops. That's right. Okay. Okay. with the thing. Yes, with the thing. Hey, this is not bad. We can take this on the road. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. This is the Tony Bruno Show. And the whole gang gathered around the podcast. Not the radio anymore. It could be your phone. It could be right. in your car. How many people are now posting when they listen to the podcast in their car because it shows up on their little yeah, computer screen, the right? The internet in your car? That's awesome when you see the podcast on in the car screen. With people yeah, who have yeah internet. We've, had, we've had uh, tons of people tweet yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I like Listen, that. One guy from a smart TV. Yes. Yeah. Guy got his brand new smart TV, popped it I on have one. Podcast. I watched our podcast on it. I have a dumb TV. Well, so yeah. It's, 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 I have a, that's in the bedroom. You yeah. know, we should do some kind I of a I still have UHF on mine. <laughs> I still have the rotary You dial. have the rabbit ears? I just found a tape recorder last night. I've been lucky with Remember I told you I found yeah. in my mom's basement my cassette deck? Yeah, the cassette Somebody deck. in my look mom's neighborhood put out a reel-to-reel machine in the trash. Yeah, look at that. Not only did they put it out for the taking, because I don't go p- through people's trash. It was the middle of the <laughs> afternoon, and there was like Tony in was front of the house. Uh, no, this was right in front of a house. trash picking in South Philly. And I'm thinking, you know, people put stuff on, they write free. Yeah, free. Their stuff. They didn't have a sign, but Take they, had, me. they had the tape recorder. They had a box with a tape in it, and they had two retake-up reels. You sure they were throwing us away, Tony? Yeah, they were, because why would they put it in front of their house? You say, what's in the box? I don't know, man. Say, oh, yeah, no, it wasn't even a box. Right. It was sitting there. So I was looking, and I was wondering if somebody was going to come out, but 
they put it out, on, and that's what people do. They put stuff they don't want outside, sure. so people come by early. Cats, kids. It's, it's a crazy thing, yeah. I put out some furniture last week that people come around, they'll take it. You know what I mean? People find... So I, I don't have a reel-to-reel machine, and I have all these tapes of my old stuff, yeah. so I'm going to be able to... And it works. We popped on the tape last night, and there was a tape of a guy doing square dancing calling. What? Yes. <laughs> I swear to God. What? Square dancing? Wait, so what? they, they still had the reels in there? In the, the reel, the, yeah. The there reel? was yeah. one reel. Wow. The reel wasn't on the machine. All the machine right. was closed. But it was separate. And then they had a box with a reel, a full reel And they were throwing it. all that out? What's the matter It was just that? one reel of tape. One take-up reel and a smaller take-up You might have reel. the Zabruder film on there. You, I don't know, but Robin was listening. I said, what is this? It was a guy doing Texas square dance calling. Wow. Yeah, like, we'll like, play some of that next very week. Very common in South Philly, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, yes, a lot yeah. of square dancing. Yes. Hey, Tony, actually, uh, Patty Tyson Perks checks in. She says, speaking of eight tracks, uh, Corey Wells from Three Dog Night passed away. Yes, I mentioned that yes, at the beginning yep. of the show. We'll have to play. Uh, Corey Wells was the founder and lead singer of Three I Dog so Night. Bummed. Great what voice. A great, great, great voice. And a great group. So mm-hmm. many hits. Yep. In fact, I just heard a Three Dog Night song in the grocery store the other day. And I said, Robin, who did this? And she did not recognize it. Uh, and I oh had to give her one of these. Oh, my gosh. That is wow. so wrong. At the Acme? No, that ShopRite. All right. ShopRite plays good oldies. They got a good mix. It's one of the Love few Shop. that I actually got right. No, I said, who is that? And you didn't know. I said, that's Three Dog Night, Robin. No, no, no. Oh. It was the other way around. Normally, I get it all wrong. That one I got no. right. No. You're, uh, Tony, you're, did, you're misremembering, Robin. How do you even play oh, that thing? Tony you have to, What do you do? Like, do you, you, connect, you connect the reel to something? Like, No, you put the yeah. one reel on. We have to bring it over and put it on camera. My fa- we I'm had gonna, them. We put them I'll on, check it out. We put them on bring it DVDs. It's pretty heavy, though. You could put them on DVDs now, you know. Yeah, but I see the good thing is I have a lot of my old stuff, interviews right. from the 70s and 80s, Olympic stuff. Right. I got interviews of, like, flyers from the Stanley Cup days on reel-to-reel. Yeah. So I don't have a reel-to-reel machine. Right. And this thing is, is a great machine. Robin looked it up last night. And it's in great shape. It works. Let's take a picture of this thing. I'm not going to scrap it. No, it's got inputs. It's got headphone jack on the ah, back. I love inputs. It's great. Who doesn't love input? <laughs> Look at that baby. How sweet is that? It's heavy. That's the timer. Yeah, no, it's speed. There's three and a half, three and three quarters, and seven and a half were the two tape speeds back in the day. So when you recorded stuff on reel to reel, three and three quarter speed means you can get more. It right. was like the old VC- VHSs. Yeah, the VHSs. You could do it at regular like speed, slow, and you want really high definition. Right. Or the best definition, you run it at the fastest speed, but it uses more tape. Yeah. It's the same thing. Three and three-quarter speed means it would record. You could get much more Isn't on a spool. Isn't there a song called three? No. No, there's oh, like it's a waltz well, in three and three-quarter right time. That was Three Dog Night. <laughs> yeah, that, and it's a square den. We may have to play that on a mic if we could plug it in. Okay, now here. This is good stuff. You're not so, getting this on any other stick. Absolutely podcast. not. You have to hear no, this. You just busted the reel, man. Oh, dude. It fell off. You could tell this guy, oh, you would never survive the... back in the old original days really? of tape and cutting <laughs> tape, it getting a razor off. blade and having to edit yes. the tape. It just fell off. <laughs> All right, we're going to play a little Three Dog Night taste here. It's one of my favorites. And that, of course, is the late, great <laughs> founder and lead singer of Three Dog Night, Corey Wells. Great voice. Dead. Did it say how old? I didn't see the floor. I just saw the headline I didn't before see we came how on. Old either. No, we can't play the whole song though. But that's three dog. <laughs> how many? How many hits did Three Dog Night have? Oh, I lot. mean, it's just unbelievable. He was sixty-seven. Oh, that's wow. Young. And it's a Jimmy Jimmy Greenspoon. It was his name. No, his name is Corey Wells. Corey Wells oh, is seventy-four. Was... That was another member. 
of uh, Three Dog Night. In March. But Corey so. Wells is the lead singer, and he died. Yeah. He, he was 74. He was 74. Yes. So Jimmy Greenspoon died in March of this year. He was a keyboardist. Wow. And then Corey Wells just passed away uh, today. At Dude. 74. Wow. The one thing about, you know, we're losing all these great people in entertainment. We lose people every day. Every day. People nobody knows. Mm. Somebody's family member. Mm. But the one thing, I always think about this when we lose somebody who's famous and you always have their songs. Mm -hmm. You know, this music will never go away. Mm -hmm. They'll always be remembered. These Three Dog Night songs and anybody else, when Sinatra died or Elvis died, yep. their music stays alive forever. And Three Dog Night had so... And I have an old Three, three Dog Night... Uh, old, uh, an old-fashioned love song. Yep. Joy to the World. Exactly. Mama Told Me. Mama Told Me mm -hmm. Not to Come. Give me just a taste of Mama Told Me Not to Come. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's, right that's probably going to have a... Uh, that ain't the way to have fun. Song. That's the song that was playing in ShopRite that Robin did not identify. Oh, come on, That's Robin. what it was. Even I knew that. I'm a stunt. I do, my, so I do my best uh, dancing and karaoke in ShopRites, man. <laughs> I do, too. At around 4 in the morning up no. in the Frankfurt? No, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, man. All right. That's even worse. Yeah, you catch me in the, uh, in the dry goods? There you go. Love this song. This was live. What's to that voice, man? This is the craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on the lights because I don't want to see. Mama told me not to go. Oh, Lord, Mama told me not to go. Nice. That makes me want to run out and buy an El Camino. <laughs> I don't think you should buy any more used cars, pal, for the time being until you get your situation straight Yeah, you can take that phrase. Really, it's still great advice no matter how you take that phrase. Mama told me not to come to this party or Mama told me not to come because... That leads to other things. That's not my favorite song that they made. We're at Shambhala. Shambhala. I love that song. My favorite. Never, on the road to Shambhala. On the road to Shambhala, yes. Not the uh, shakalaka boom. No, no. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. No. Not shakalaka. Not shakalaka. The road to Shambhala. Try a little tenderness. Yeah. No, that's, that's the they, jam. Everything they did try was a hit. But, but try a little tenderness is also a, an old Teddy Pendergrass song. Yes, exactly. It was, it was done. Teddy did a little bit better. No doubt about it. Oh, he did everything better. Let's, let's Show a little respect to uh, Teddy. Yeah, T.P. Teddy. Come on, man. That's another Philly legend. T.P., as we know. Exactly right. Meanwhile. Teddy, <laughs> you're looking through all these hits, and you're like, wow, they had so many of them. Great group. Yep. And, you know, I mean, a lot of groups replace people. in the Kentucky Home? Yeah, but that's, that's an Elvis song, though. I know, but still, they did a good But I'm saying that's not an original Three Dog Night oh, okay. recognizable hit. Joy to the World. I mean, you, you just go down the list. I've go never, down to never, one... Yeah, never been to Spain. Oh, I've never been. <laughs> but I've been to I Oklahoma. I thought that's Amsterdam. When they could be Texas. <laughs> Sorry, Jim Ross. <laughs> Oklahoma, man. <laughs> and now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. For your convenience, we shall keep you informed of the remaining intermission time. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. 
The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates. At the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates. At the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last.